Gardner, back to pass. The ball's up the butt, but makes the catch, and he's gonna walk into the end zone for a touchdown. Thrown up in the air, and it's intercepted by Jordan Lewis. Great play on the ball. A box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's said Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe That means I have Half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. To downtown Home and, Garden. Tell me all and I think I heard two voices that were both me, but this is still me. This is Mike. I'm still Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food every Thursday evening at 6.30. And today we're going to celebrate the Lunar New Year just in time for nighttime. It's kind of a remarkable coincidence. I'm here with my annual Lunar New Year guests. We're going to focus on what the Lunar New Year is like uh, in China and among people uh, who have been from China and are all around the world. And my guests are Amy Situ. Hi, Amy. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And uh, Carol Stepanchuk. Hello. Greetings, Gungshi Gungshi. <laughs> Let me get that mic a little closer to you so we can all, uh, yeah, we can all hear you mellifluously speaking and things. Mellifluously. Like that thing, one of those things. So this is the year of the monkey, huh? It is. Yes. And and it's it's a year where we should improvise, we should invent, and we should have more fun than a barrel full of. Monkeys? Mm. Okay. Fun. Fun is the key word tonight. Ooh. Also health risk. And traffic accidents. I'm wait, sorry wait to tell you oh, the bad news. <laughs> oh, I always think of the the better things. Right. Okay, all right. So so watch out for right. impish behavior. I'm getting mixed messages here. So mm, we're yes. I, <laughs> so uh, so I suppose health risks and traffic accidents could be improvisational and creative. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Unexpected. Well, unexpected. So Not um, planned. Yes. Um, I should mention also that there is at least one food reference related to uh, the Year of the Monkey. Um, My understanding is the imagery of the monkey as nobility often appears in ancient paintings. Mm -hmm. And an example I found was a monkey hanging a seal on a maple tree. Yes. Symbolizes getting promoted to a high position with an official seal. Yeah. That is the most popular monkey rebus. And also the fairy tale, The Monkey King. And the journey to yep, the West. Absolutely. Yeah, so. um, and the chain of monkeys reaching for the, uh, looking at a reflection of the moon in a lake and thinking it's the real thing. And they reach down <laughs> and try to catch it. And uh, and unfortunately, they don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. But they're being creative and innovative. They are. And making mischief. So and, Right, right. So, so we know this is a year 
just just to be active, okay. be aware. And so I'm seeing a, a little thing here on something called ChinaHighlights.com, uh, widely perceived as smart and powerful. Yeah, oh. this is from the Monkey King uh, yep. fairy tale because uh, he was so powerful he can um, uh, accompany this uh, monk, the Buddhist monk, all the way to India and back and cha- you know, facing all kinds of challenges on the road. That's right, and, and cre- incredibly creative along the way, uh, thwarting various demons and, and uh, mischievous monsters. I live with a monkey. I have a monkey in my family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and he is very much. He, he uh-huh. embraces <laughs> the traits of, of the monkey. And, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, and I, it is his year. So every multiple of twelve, he he will be twenty-four. Right. But uh, other other famous <laughs> monkeys? Do we know of other notable? I don't know. I, I have to find <laughs> out how old they are. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, the Chinese New Year Day was 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 that was that the, Monday? Monday. The 8th. 8th. 8th of February. Yeah. But traditionally, the New Year celebrations continue for quite a while, don't they? 15 for, days. From new moon to full moon. Yes. And uh, so that, that the 8th was a new moon. And uh, two weeks from now, we'll have, we'll have more light in the nighttime sky with a full moon. And that's traditionally the Lantern Festival marks the end of the, the seasons. But you've got 15 days so to cover be, all your bases. Yeah, February 22nd will right. be the... Oh, full moon, uh, moon, moon fest. Uh, no, the lantern festival. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, so this is a time to to get together with with relatives and friends, uh, take care of all outstanding invoices <laughs> with them, and and uh, uh, yeah, just just catch up. Yeah. So I have uh, a list of famous monkeys. Oh, now oh, here's the list from gonna, A to Z. Not, no, I'm not going to go that far. But okay. <laughs> this could take a while. This That'll be the special uh, three-hour edition of Pandora's Lunchbox. <laughs> mm-hmm. Famous monkeys include Harry Houdini. Mm. <gasps> oh. Barry hmm. White. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea Clinton. Whoa. Uh, oh. Let's see. David Copperfield. Now, that's kind of mischievous and clever right, right there. Yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Lisa Presley. Lisa Marie Presley, uh, Miley Cyrus. No, okay, there's Miss. Oh Tiffany. yes, Miley whole, Cyrus. I did know she was yeah. a monkey, right? Yes, Vanilla Ice. Ooh, Ooh. wow, that's um, I don't know what to say about Vanilla Ice, but there he is, uh, one of the famous monkeys. There's another one that. Oh, anyway, this is Daniel Craig. Oh wow, oh, there okay. we go. A lot of, a lot of movie the, stars. <laughs> Anthony Perkins. Oh. These are all famous monkeys born in the year of the monkey. Yes. Which would have been, yeah, again, just multiples of 12. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you have some uh, stuff to talk about here? Some We have some food-related yeah. fun. Food and fun. fun. I like it. Chow fun to fun. Fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. We're going to noodle on. We're going to talk to you about <laughs> some bing, some bao, some <laughs> some mian, some tiao. And bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> okay. Well, mainly it's, uh, we're talking about noodles, right? right? Noodles. Okay, but fun is a separate kind of noodles. Correct. And right. Okay, so it's a different kind of noodles. So normally we think of noodles as uh, wheat noodles, and then but we also in the south we have rice noodles. Mm-hmm. In the south of uh, south, like the, southern, southern China, China, Taiwan, Thailand, Vietnam. Okay. All in the south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we have bean noodles. 
mung mung bean mung bean, mung bean noodles right. and that's what we have here oh. you know cellophane oh. mm-hmm. what you, what there's a different Tran- name transparent yeah oh. you can take ichiban this is yeah. a, we bought raw from the store how do you describe it uh well it looked like spun noodles Ooh, spun white golden noodles. Threads. Yeah, Thre- threads. Threads of noodles. Look like yeah. they've been spun. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And then the funny thing is, um, you know, you can, you know, for noodles, we, have, we normally we think about boiling it, right? And, but then you can also fry. Fry. Make a nest of noodles, a oh. noodle nest. Oh. Yeah. And, yeah, and put your toppings on top of, right. on, on, above, on. Yes. That, but then the mung bean noodles, before we came to the show, we had had to do some research. And it turned out there is a famous uh, dish called ants uh, climbing on the tree. Okay. Ants? Ants. A-N-T-S. Ants climbing on the tree is yeah. the name of a dish. Yeah. Tell me about that. Uh-huh. And, and, but then there was a debate uh, among Chinese how they prepare this on uh, mung bean noodles. So we, I have two uh, recipe books uh, offering two different ways. Uh, okay, so, so, ants, the, so ants climbing on a tree is a dish that features mung bean noodles, is that yes. correct? And you know, this is elephant mm-hmm. looking noodles. And in Madame Wang's uh, long live Chinese cookbook, and she boils them. Okay. okay. So now the I, I brought a sample for you to see. Oh, okay. Ah. okay. So you, and, and you want to possi- take a look? So here's the, the the boiled. The boiled is over here. Yeah. And the dry? Well, no, I haven't or, said that yet. Oh, okay. Uh, boiled and you secret. have uh, chopped meat and mushroom uh, to mix it with it. Okay, that's one way. That looks, and the uh, other way is... It looks is, like the lovely kind of meal that you'd see in many restaurants. The right. Yeah. Transparent, yeah. And soft noodles. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the texture is very, very Ooh. slippery. So if yeah. you don't have good chopstick skills, you may not catch them, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the slurping becomes yeah. important right. then. Yeah. And then if you deep fry the mung um, bean noodles, that is the result of that. Uh, would you like to describe it? Uh, describe what you see. They're kind of sparkly. Yes. And white. Very white. White and sparkly. What's the sparkle? Sparkly noodles? Oil? Um, probably, but I had the oil soaked already, soaked away, and they are drained. Um, also, Wait, so I just we need crispy. to pause for uh, sparkly, it's, crispy noodles. Oh, yes. Well, that's an and idea that. Fatter I, than the original. Ooh, fat, uh, fatter is better, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know the, rounder. No yeah. bigger, yeah. Tubular. Yes, and okay. then you pour the uh, chopped uh, meat on, on top. A, yeah. Though, yeah. So that the meat, the it, nest, <laughs> the meat, meat is the ant. Yes, <laughs> the, the meat? meat, little bits of meat. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have brought the the chopped meat here, and then you can just pour over it, and you and, can see tiny bits of chopped yeah. meat, which okay. do look, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and and I suppose the, the crawling motion, <laughs> the, the meat is cooked. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so, not moving. Yeah. So it's Christine Liu, who, uh, who used to live in Ann Arbor, and as, as she was, uh, she's a dietitian trained at the University of Michigan, wow. according to her book, Nutrition and Diet with Chinese Cooking, and she fried them. So, okay. oh, so there are okay. two ways of uh, preparing uh, the, the mung bean noodles. 
and ah. and also you can have a soil soil product of noodles too. Soy yeah. noodles, okay. So this is again called ants climbing a tree. Yeah. What's what is it in Chinese? Well, you can uh, ma uh, yi shang shu. Oh yeah, yeah. Ma yi shang shu. Mm. And in Madame Wang's uh, um, recipe, she called uh, the dish ants creeping on the trees. Ah. Okay. Wow. And, wow. And in uh, the uh, Christine Liu, I think she just called it. Um, ants nest, I think. So, mm. so yeah. it's a different ways of calling it. Uh, so, but, yeah, but easy, easy to cook, e- easy to make, and and yeah. So we were talking too why why Chinese restaurants are so great as global restaurants. Oh, and, yeah. Right, and and you know you had you did some research. You know how 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 far away how far how when long did, ago did Chinese have a restaurant? Tenth century, we could say. Tenth century. There was a, a boom in the Song Dynasty, right? So we have. <laughs> yeah, the, all the way to almost uh, William the Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> but what what makes it is what makes it so great is that it's inexpensive. Uh, you're not dealing with large pieces of meat; it's just small tidbits, right? Um, uh, there's a variety of ways to cook that are that are again efficient and quick, and uh, there is the holy. Trinity of seasoning, though I think it's soy, ginger, and onion, oh, okay. and and that sort of covers a lot. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, so uh, just I want to pause again. The first uh, restaurants. Well, right. When restaurants seem to uh, uh, really populate urban centers was around the 10th century. In and China. This is, yeah. Okay. One of, the, one of the glory dynasties, the Song dynasty. Song dynasty. And in fact, there's a long, there's a hand scroll about, about this too, about during the spring festival uh, along the river, the various... Qingming Shanghe Tu. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, and and you can see a range of restaurants too. I mean, you can have quick noodle shops. You could have more full scale restaurants. I mean, this is when takeout really began. <laughs> you could you could pick things up at, at vendors. Uh, do you, man, do you imagine being able to go back in time to a Chinese restaurant, a real Chinese restaurant, in the 10th century? Can yeah. Imagine the food, <laughs> awesome. and the atmosphere. Well, I'm not so sure. I think uh, we we have it, better food now. Oh, you think so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I want to argue that um, to say to see that Chinese had restaurant already in the 10th century, that means that the society was a relatively egalitarian. So it's not that lords have big houses, have their big 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 banquets yeah. and the peasants uh, you know low down so yeah. it's uh, and also it shows that there must have been a middle class to afford exactly. to eat yeah. out exactly <laughs> and and it was communal dining as opposed to individual meals it, it, that's when the sort of uh, there's a term for it a kind of communal as opposed to Fun sherger, which would be individual, and this is when you begin to share dishes uh, at at a table. This is when food is literally elevated. Tables and chairs become part of the dining scene, and this is when chopsticks get longer, uh, or in that kind of <laughs> that kind of setting, because hmm. you need to reach over and <laughs> and be able to grab. So oh, a longer okay. a longer chopstick would be a more useful tool. Whereas in Japan, where where individual meals 
or more more the the way you will you'll have shorter stockier chopsticks. Oh, I learned something. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and also um, silver chopsticks are shorter. You know, because of、Whoa. the、uh, you imagine the Lord of the House. Uh, really did not have to reach very far, right?、Oh, so I, he I didn't <laughs> need he didn't need to have long chopsticks. So what I saw before was a silver chopsticks.、Oh. They're pretty much relatively short. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, now while you're talking about、uh, restaurants, this I just read earlier this week. This is some great news. The University of Toronto has just acquired the world's largest collection of Chinese restaurant menus. Ooh. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toronto has them. University of Toronto. Okay,、uh, so、ah. what's the oldest one? Oh, that I don't know, but there's ten thousand, so about ten thousand menus. Let's see.、Uh, yeah, there are some fairly recent ones. The collection was transported in more than fifty boxes, weighing more than five hundred kilograms altogether. That include. They also included photographs and artifacts like fortune cookies. <laughs> I guess fortune cookies could be preserved but, for decades. But fortune cookies were not Chinese.、Uh, for, fortune Amer- cookies were、Chinese. invented in the United States. Yeah, Chinese North American, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Okay.、Uh, traditional. Let's see.、Um, I think. Yeah. Let me just mention that、uh, the man of many menus who owned it was visiting Toronto in the mid 1960s when he grabbed dinner at a restaurant named Ports of Call. He recalled the beef skewer served there as as sweet and gooey and unlike any steak I've ever had. <laughs> oh,、mm. there is there's actually a menu collection he, not here at U of M, but there was there were some big ones in the states as well.、Um, uh, great graphics on these too on on the menus.、Um, we need to we need to do some research. We need a trip. We well, need to look at the archives. Yeah, yeah. But who would have thought? You know, I cannot imagine. You know, antique row show one day would show a bunch of Chinese <laughs> restaurant menus. Oh, there we go. I can see some now. That's、mm-hmm. very cool. There's some lovely pictures. Here's one from 1896. Pictured. If you look up、um, in San Francisco,、uh, that is actually. Let's see. The if you look up the article, world's largest collection of Chinese restaurant menus in the the Star dot com, which is the Toronto newspaper. We're looking at Chinese Village in Portland, Oregon. No,、oh. that's 1950s. Hold on,、um, 1896. This is in China. Oh, okay. The oldest bill of fare in the collection is believed to have been used at a luncheon honoring Chinese politician. I'm going to say Li Hongzhang. Ah,、uh-huh, very.、Oh. Li Hongzhang. Yeah. Wow. Who signed the opium, the, the opium war the, the agreement? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay.、Treaty. Uh, researchers say the rare menu illustrates the careful and custom use of calligraphy, characteristic of early iterations of Chinese menus. The text is a mix of English mix of English words written in a style reminiscent of Cantonese.、Mm-hmm. Very well, neat. Well, We I'm are... wondering if that's a, actually a banquet menu rather than a restaurant menu. Could could be. You know, when these days when you have a banquet, you actually have a a menu, right? Yeah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. But again, the the kind of restaurant scene would allow、um, individual celebration or, or big international. But, <laughs> but I was thinking that in in the Chinese traditional way, there may not be any menu、uh, because、uh, the, the、yeah. customers can order. Now, I、right. want this、uh, eggplant and meat. 
you know, oh, what kind of meat? Chicken or <laughs> or mm-hmm. pork? And yeah. they will just do it right there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'll be so many uh, possibilities. <laughs> there yeah. won't be any in, uh, enough paper to print the menu. <laughs> 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 right, right. Let's take a moment to hear some monkey music because this is the year of the monkey. We're celebrate, <laughs> celebrating the Lunar New Year. We're observing how it is observed in China and among uh, people from China all around the world. I'm here with Amy Situ and Carol Stepanchuk. It's 10 minutes to 7 already, and uh, in 10 minutes it'll be Arwolf and Face the Music, wonderful music from the first half of the 20th century. In the meantime, this is, speaking of mischief, this is uh, a woman who apparently is making her fella kind of jealous. Um, she seems to be hanging around with a big, big monkey man of a man, and uh, <laughs> uh- here's Toots and the Maytals. goes like this. Oh.
Thank you, thank you, Toots and the Maytals and Monkey Man. A lovely version of that you may have heard also by the specials, but that's the original Toots and the Maytals. Monkey Man celebrating the Lunar New Year and the Year of the Monkey. Thank you to Carol and Amy who have now flown the coop. Kind of mixing the metaphor, I don't know uh, how that works, but it's kind of a somewhat dim sum edition of Pandora's Lunchbox. I hope you've enjoyed that. Got a little more time just to tell you a little bit about some Chinese cultural events coming up uh, tomorrow at Britain Recital Hall on the U of M North Campus in the Moore Building. A Great Distance, a Chinese art song recital featuring Juliet Petras on soprano and Lydia Q on piano. And I hope that I am pronouncing her name correctly. The concert is they've actually released a CD together. Uh, sung in Mandarin and English, exploring the cross-cultural influence of China and the West in art song. That is going to be uh, tomorrow at the Moore Building on the U of M campus at the Britain Recital Hall, tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. The two are returning to the U of M after performing, after completing a three-city tour of China, so they'll be back in Ann Arbor tomorrow. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike, and let's see, there's probably something else I can tell you. There are going to be Lunar New Year celebrations in downtown Howell, if you happen to be heading up that way. Lunar Lunar New Year celebrations in Howell this Saturday uh, with a uh, with a six-course Asian dinner prepared by Food Network Cutthroat Kitchen chef Tom Lin. So hopefully uh, there will be no violence in terms of cutting of throats. There will also be a lion dance, a traditional Chinese cultural lion dance where performers mimic a lion's movements in a lion costume. The dance takes place outside of the Howell Opera House. This is all part of the Lunar New Year celebrations for the Year of the Monkey in Howell this Saturday. And another mention, one other food-related event. There's going to be at the Club Above a benefit for the Flint water crisis uh, that is going to be Saturday from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. presented by Pat in the Hat. Doors open at 9. All vi- an all-vinyl house and techno benefit for the Flint water crisis. February 13th, that's this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. I've been Mike. Thank you for letting me do that. Arwolf is going to help us to face the music in just a moment. In the meantime, one more song about a monkey to celebrate the year of the monkey. Happy New Year to you. Happy keeping warm if you can to you. Here are um, a fine Liverpool combo, I believe, called the Beatles. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.
Thank you so much, Mike. I was just telling the ladies on their way out that I thought they were in terrific form tonight. Yes. That, are, are you concurring with that? Here, let's 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 get you up here. That was a wonderful conversation. They bring such joy, don't you think? They do. And, they really and, do. And they're so uh, knowledgeable yes. about the culture. But also, there was something about the timing. It was just I was just marveling at it. In fact, I, yeah, I left the room just to give give them space because I was just in awe of their uh, their energy. It was just marvelous. Thank you, Amy and Carol. Yes, good people. And thank you, Mike, for inviting them down here periodically. Maybe we can find some other excuse to have them down more than once a year. Is that possible? I think we must find a way. Yes, let's please. Well, it's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and this is Face the Music. And I wanted to open tonight with a, a song that, uh, Mike, I thought of you when I selected this one. It's the Smoked Meat Blues. It's performed by Richard M. Jones and his Jazz Wizards in the spring of 1927. I think banjo Ike Robinson is in on the date, which makes me feel a little bit better. Um, better even than I already did. I asked, um, I asked the ladies on their way out how to pronounce the Chinese equivalent of smoked meat at first, when I mentioned it, uh, when they first came in, she said, well, uh, there's smoked fish. But then she did, um, she did sort of modify of the, of the syllables, and she tried to get me to pronounce chun uh, ru. So maybe that's what we're about to experience. In translation, the Smoked Meat Blues from Richard M. Jones, Jazz Wizards, 1927. It's time to face the music. <laughs> 